God, I, I can't believe we released our final Destiel episode. Before and we're Spanish like, boy, dub. I hope nothing else happens. <laughs> Two days later, the Spanish dub comes out. The thing about the Spanish dub is that it's incredible and I can't believe we didn't get yeah. to address it. It does and not I- influence Destiel as a whole arc. All of the like resulting drama, which was just crazy and out of control. So fun. Wish we could have covered it, but. Yeah. Before you start this podcast, I don't know. I, I can't tell you. I honestly don't know what you should pause and go listen to because Angel with a Shotgun, it's retired. <laughs> It is retired. It is no longer the number one queerbait song. Let me look at the playlist. That person made the playlist of every bait song. Let me see if there's an appropriate one. Before you start this podcast, go listen to The Predatory Wasp of the Palisades. Yeah, I would say that's pretty universally applicable. Better like John, my beloved. (laughs) iPhone demo version. Listen to some good music. Listen to some Yeah, listen to some good music for us. All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Bait. Season three. You might have thought we were going to just just quit forever (laughs) after Destio, which is such a valid thing to think. Like if we were smart and and had less time on our hands and didn't just kind of use this as a way to hang out. um, Yeah, we would have. It was such an end of an era. And that last episode, I think, was us kind of su- surmising like, yeah, why surmising, we made the podcast. Basically saying that this era of queer bait is completely over and there's not going to be anything ever else like it ever again. Who knows? Maybe some new form of queer baiting that's interesting will emerge. But the closest thing to like a new form of queer baiting that's not... You know, they promise a gay character and it's uh, Joe Russo in a therapy session is like what the the Falcon and Winter Soldier show did, where it's just the it's just the actors joking about it in cast interviews. That's the impression. I mean, I, I, I've seen that one scene when they roll around. Yeah, I've that was like <laughs> Morris, <laughs> but with Marvel. Yeah, um, it looks like Morris. I was like, oh, yeah, that okay. was that was that. I'm glad we're getting this out like right now because that is the number one thing that people will probably ask us about the most. But yeah, no, I'm not I'm not like saying hating from the outside. I've been watching. The actors have really good chemistry and it's fun to watch. It's a fun ship. It's not queer bait. However, today we are talking about what we both kind of agree on as the only time Marvel has ever queer baited. It's Captain Marvel. And I think it's because what the movie was going for demographically yes. and also who they were trying to specifically recruit to the U.S. military. Yes, exactly. I, I, I had that in my notes too. And it's also because like it got slammed yeah. a lot in like the, like before it was released and like the Rotten Tomatoes stuff like that mm-hmm. because like fanboys were like, we hate women. It's so weird to me whenever I remember that like misogyny to a level where this is, I'm like, that still happens. That's not just something that they make up for, you know, maybe they did make it up. I would not be surprised if it was like a marketing ploy by Marvel to be like, look at how mad these, these, these boys think that girls can't be superheroes. (laughs) It's such intense towards like a white woman. Yeah. Blonde, Blonde, conventionally attractive. Larson, a fun superhero who is like in the Air Force. There's nothing like, no. And there's just vitriolic hatred. Look, they were right about one thing. It's a bad performance. It's, but I think it's the writing's fault because everyone's doing a bad job. I rewatched it last night. I had the same opinion of when I first watched it, which is, it's not a good movie. Like Thor Ragnarok, it is not. And the weirdest thing is it had such an all-star cast, too. I know. Jude He's Law? Like, Jude he was Law doing great. Benning, he was fun. They are, they are acting. They booked Jude Law and Gemma Chan. Gemma Chan is so underused. Not only is Gemma Chan, like, painted blue, which, like, there could be a whole conversation yeah. about how, like, every, except for Lashana Lynch and Samuel L. Jackson, like, every, like, non-white character in this movie is given, like, alien skin tone. 
it's not just a problem with this movie. It is like overwhelmingly problem. as a whole. Zoe Saldana in all the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. And like Star Wars does it too. God, sci-fi. Yeah, they did it with Lupita. Yeah. But not only do you like, is she painted blue the whole time, but like they never really let you look at her face. So you can't tell that she's like the hottest person in the movie. I know. Which is so boring. I'm like, you've got Gemma Chan. Like she, doesn't, she has like one kind of exchange. That one funny exchange. Yeah, that like, one funny exchange. And it's like, wow, so much for a feminist movie. You didn't let Gemma Chan have a character. No, uh, it's also like the most tonally inconsistent. Like, I know superhero movies are tonally inconsistent. Yeah. But like, my God, is this movie tonally inconsistent. And so, so heavy handed. God, it's <laughs> like, yeah, every Marvel movie is like, you know, two hours of snappy one-liners and people fighting um but then they always tack on like emotional core the 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 message the thing that the hero needs to overcome and like sometimes it's done well i.e thor ragnarok where it's kind of like the emotional core of the movie is the actual core of the movie and the fight scenes and cgi action sequences are all kind of like a metaphor for that but then you get Captain Marvel when it's like, I got to prove that I'm a girl boss. <laughs> She's like, I can stand up. Men I can't can get me down. Boys. I'm like, is this movie? Because it's also like trying to be about like war and terrorism and stuff. Yeah. But then it's also like about like Carol standing up. Also, her name is Carol. Not in like a, like a Twitter lesbian way. In like a, that's just the most boring name I'm like, yes, will Carol do it? Like, God, it would be incredibly funny if they named her Carol to like lure in the Twitter lesbians. <laughs> we can get more into like the why did this movie queer bait later, but like, I think because this was the first real female, it was the first kind of only super female superhero movie from Marvel. Yeah. I think obviously, like, what, because you have to have a love interest. You have to of. have a love interest. And it's also like, they couldn't have a male love interest because like I don't know this is like bemoan they're not being female superhero movies because I just want to see like I feel like they're always getting the most incredible actors to play the girlfriends in superhero movies yes like they're getting yes. like Natalie Portman and Amy Adams My and God. fucking Gwyneth Paltrow they got Lupita Nyong'o they got, like, Lupita. They got, they got um, fucking academy award and like okay black panther was like of marvel movies it was good so like was, that was less yeah. surprising but like fucking lupita was in it no i got lupita the tessa tom like you get these really good yeah. actors alongside these men whose careers are just going to be this forever yeah. and they always have careers when they're like a heart surgeon i just want to see like this is not for feminist reasons like ultimately yeah. this is for horny reasons i want to see like that with men i think that'd be hilarious if you, you know, watched the trailer for Captain Marvel, if you just kind of gained a general knowledge about Marvel's doing a female-led superhero movie and it's going to be very empowering, then you kind of get the gist of the whole movie. Uh, essentially, it is about a, a woman, Carol Danvers, and she's like kind of an alien because she's in space and she's on like Space Force for aliens and doing all sorts of outer space missions um, with Jude Law and Gemma Chan and their pack of friends. Yeah, um, their pack of ethnically ambiguous friends who you will never learn. When they're in like the spaceship going to their mission, there's some like banter written in to yes. clearly be like, look at this found family. It would be fun and sweet, but we get no time with these people. Like it is this really fun dynamic, but then they're like all going to be revealed as evil and they're all not white except for Jude Law because she's the protagonist. Hey, do you think people like shipped her and Jude Law? Yes. The Raylo of Captain Marvel. Oh, I the whole time I was watching this and I was like, I understand why people would do that not in that I did but I was like I'm certain like I don't need to look on AO3 like I just I know yeah, in my that's, bones that's like the drowly uh. <laughs> to be clear in the same way that like I shift Destiel over drowly like obviously I shift Carol Maria because you can't not it goes so goddamn hard yeah but like 
the whole way it's framed is that like Maria and Monica are like the, the like a good American home she has to return to yes versus like Jude Law is like the fucked up war buddy like but also like the boyfriend that negs her yes right because they also frame him as like her sexist boyfriend the whole film yeah 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 which I'm like I, I think he's evil to her in a way that has nothing to do with gender no except for like at the very very last moment when he was like, fight me without your powers. Prove yourself to me. <laughs> she just, she just, I thought that was a little stupid though, just because I felt like they had spent time on making any their relationship like an interesting student-teacher dynamic. Yeah. And then she just blasted him and I was like- But it was, but don't you get funny. it, Zoe? It was empowering. <laughs> it wasn't, it was stupid. I thought it was, it was an empowering moment. It was, it was bad writing. It was feminist. It Don't wasn't. you feel empowered? No, it would have been good writing if she'd been like, you're right. And actually, I get that would have been sinking but to But she doesn't level. need to prove herself to a man. Because nothing, it didn't- Did you not listen to the, to, 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 I'm just a girl by no doubt playing over the fight scene? <laughs> Her and Jude Law, whatever. Hey, the real love triangle of this film- Annette Benning. <laughs> when they're wrestling, I was like, yep. I was like, why? Yep. And it's also like in her head. Okay, okay. It's like a love square because it's like there's the real Annette Benning and the evil mind Annette Benning. <laughs> her thing with like evil mind Annette Benning, I'm like, mommy issues make you a sociopath. So yeah. Um, Carol Danvers is an alien with no memory. Of her life Actually, before. Her name is Veers. Veers. And she's, um, you know, doing her alien missions and she's got like crazy superpowers, but she right. doesn't know how to control them. And then she like, something goes wrong on a mission and she crash, crash lands on Earth. And it's the 90s, baby. So they show her crashing into Blockbuster. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. Yeah. But before she crash lands on Earth. Right. That's how. Um, so she's like kidnapped by the Skrulls. Who are um, by Talos, the best character in the movie. I liked his science guy more. I couldn't tell any of the other scrolls apart. He was the one in the background who was like playing with Monica at that one point. And then oh, Talos is like, oh, like it was supposed guy. to be in orbit. You're supposed to be my science guy. <laughs> so uh Carol Danvers Veers gets kidnapped by the or abducted by the scrolls who are like looking through the scrolls are shape-shifting aliens. I hate that I know a lot of Marvel lore. Anyway, they're searching through her memories. The like, first memory that comes up, the first I wrote, yeah, I really yeah, yeah. the first memory that comes up is her and this 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 gorgeous woman played by Lashana Lynch being like being like, let's get out there, baby. Like that's what it is right Higher, away. further, faster, baby. Right, yes, higher, further, faster, baby. Oh God. And you're like, what's going on? And like, they're skimming through her memories. Like, this is recurrent through like every flashback, everything. Ev- she has. Almost every single one, except for like the the three where it's like a boy being like, you can't play rough with us because you're just a girl. <laughs> the one that was like, no. don't you know why it's called a cockpit? <laughs> no, it's all like sexism. And then like this woman, like it's completely framed as like, Men in war who lose their memories. And there's like the woman who can call them back, but it's her. Welcome to the sequel to Woman Coded Castiel. It's Man Coded Carol. Man Coded Carol. It's like there's this person in all of her memories. that's like always her like happy, important memories of like singing karaoke at a bar. Or like caring for a child. Caring for a child. It's like her and the baby because it's like Monica is a baby. Yeah. I just like, (sighs) we'll get into it. We'll get into it. But like not a reference to who fathered that child. No, not a single one. Put a pin in that. Um, She's like resurfacing these memories for the first time. And she crash lands at Blockbuster. um, And Nick Fury, the guy from the other Avengers movies, shows up and he's got two eyes. And then Coulson's there. They did like CGI de-aging on them. It doesn't, I hate that. And nothing disturbs me more than when middle-aged actors pretend to be young. I don't know. I will say the one thing I hate more than that is what they did in It, in, in it Chapter 2 when they like de-aged the like 
16 year old actors to look just like a couple years younger it was like it was very uncanny valley (laughs) for those who have not been keeping up with this podcast i'm not a marvel person i didn't see the first avengers movie and i obviously didn't see agents of shield so i like don't know why people care like why people care about colson so much why people care about fury like Fury is funny. Samuel L. Jackson is yeah. great in that role. Um, like, why do people care about Coulson? People care about Coulson because he died in the first movie. This is lots of people die in movies. My thing I'm- is, I unfortunately, uh, which you, you probably know already, I was like in the trenches. I know. <laughs> I was in the oh, trenches. My first taste of internet clout was on like Marvel Twitter. Uh, it was embarrassing. Um, but no, people cared about Coulson because he he like died. He was the one person, ma- the one like named character, major character who died in the first movie, and then people were like, "No, bring him back, bring him back," and they did, and they gave him a show um, because they were just like sad he died, which is very funny to me because it's like you get one, you get one bring a character back from the dead card. You get one. You blew it on the first movie on Coulson. <laughs> People shipped Coulson and Hawkeye, right? That's yes. on like the top yes. ship. People would ship anything. I thought Coulson and Fury's weird little moment was homoerotic. Yeah, that's film. a little, there's something going when, on there. When they're in the hallway and he's like pointing the gun and then he's like, and he like can't do it. I was yeah, like, there's something, you know, that's fun. there's something homoerotic there. And so like she's whatever leaves or like breaks free of them i can't remember i watched this yesterday and i can't remember it's so stupid but she goes to the bar but yeah she's like i gotta find my memories by like i gotta find out who i was by like following my memories of this mysterious woman from my like, past who's like the only like the last person to see wendy lawson who's the woman she's looking for and carol danvers and alive. it was supposed to be her up there. I thought up. it was just the just that woman was. I thought just Wendy. I was think there was so, there was something where like they they like mentioned like Carol got there earlier and was like I'll do it I'll do it but like he could have he could have been but yeah so she goes back to the bar and she's like seeing the memories yeah and she's seeing her like dancing with this woman mm-hmm. laughing mm-hmm. with this woman and it's all based around this woman and then eventually they have to go and find her in where she's living alone in sad domesticity in New Being Orleans. A single mother. To this child who we never get a parent on. Me just do not get a parent on Monica. You know, alone in in Louisiana. Um and and oh my God. And when she shows up again, it's like I'm looking for I'm looking for Maria Rambo. And it's like Monica is so Monica is a child Uh, Monica is like so excited to see her she's like I told you mom I told you auntie Carol would come back um and like I kept all of your stuff for you you know like Monica's happy and like Fury's there (laughs) he was there the whole film they'd be having different moments and like Fury would be a few feet away this is like halfway through the movie. This is like the turning point when she goes back. But like Maria is like, she's not, she's not like overjoyed immediately at seeing her again. She's like barely says anything. She's like far she's like distant and like unsure until like, here you come again. Just when I've begun to make it work without you. Monica's like, I'm going to go and get your stuff. Like, I'm going to go and get, like, pictures of you. All the pictures are, like... The three of them. And the she's three like, of you them. don't get along with your family, so <laughs> I, we had I, to I, be your family. Oh, really interesting. Is this her found family? Her found family? Like, excuse me? And it's um, like, she has canonical daddy issues, I know. Like, yeah. that gets up getting vaguely... And something with a brother, too. Yeah, and they just topped, they just topped it off with some mommy issues like it's so clear these were the only family she had left in that like the only remains from this plane crash that she allegedly died in like maria has them she has what's well, left it was, of her what dog was it? Well, it, oh my god right she has the other because oh, like they had the half of her dog tags which said the other half of danvers so they were like this is ver veers that's what they named her for but maria has the other half but like wow. anyway so monica goes to get the stuff and Carol's like, Fury, 
can you go? Can you, you know, go help her? So that like Yes, so they can be <laughs> so they can have <laughs> a moment in the kitchen. She's like, I just I never thought you oh gosh. God. It's like so painful because it's like you're seeing this person who you love so much and clearly had a life with. Yeah. And she whole life and she doesn't you. remember anything and she was also like talking about how like it was so hard because like how like the 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 military would like they covered it up they're like no this didn't happen because it was like some secret project or something and they're like ah they didn't let her grieve her she's like I couldn't even mourn you I'm like mourn you but she still she had the le- she had her like effects she had the dog tags the only thing left of her I mean like I couldn't look for you I couldn't grieve you and I knew you were still out there too stubborn to die oh god that line I was like gosh and she's oh I think now that we maybe forgot to mention is that um the alien people who trained Carol trained her that she's like not supposed to like feel her emotions (laughs) she's supposed to be like closed off and cold and an inhuman alien who doesn't feel but she has these memories and maybe she's starting to feel again because of the memories the trope that gets me again and again and again and I'm like every piece of media that does this I'm like yes when it's like the bad guys are like emotions make you weak but then it was like feeling actually makes me strong. And I'm like, yay. It's Doctor Who. It really. It's the, do- oh God, the conditioning. Like they, they were, t- they had a family. They had a life. They had a life. They could have had a good life, Archie's dad. They had a good life together, Brie Larson. <laughs> you didn't <laughs> want it. Monica's mom. God, and the pictures are them on like Halloween or like on Christmas. And it's like them on either side, like holding Monica in like matching pajamas. I'm just like, what am I supposed to take from this? What? When she's like, you what? woke me up early so we could go. I think she's, she's like banging on my door and I'm like, sure. And I'm like, they were in bed together. And then like later, there's like the moment where like a neighbor knocks on their door and Carol's like, I don't know who you are. Stay away from my wife. <laughs> she's like, I'm gonna find out. And she's like, honey, please stop. But like the aliens show back up and they're like, we need your help. We're not terrorists after all. We're just trying to, to get to this spaceship and take our people for safety. Oh God, and there's that, that <sighs> moment. Carol's like, I don't even know who I am anymore. And she's like, and I know like, who you you're are. Carol Danvers and gives her and give that's the that's the love interest speech. That's like Marvel movies are incredibly formulaic. There's always the moment where like the hero is like, oh, I can't do it. I can't do it. I'm 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 t- Tony Stark and I can't do it. And Gwen Paltrow shows up and she's like, yes, you can. <laughs> this speech is like Natalie Walker bit yes! of women to husband no, stopping racism all by himself. It's literally her being like, I know you are too good to just be a husband. That or like the the one she has about like woman in movie. I think it's in like a Star Wars movie or something. He's like, you are extraordinary. extraordinary. Yes, that was exactly like, that's what, what it, what it is. is. She's like, you like, are the this- most powerful person I know. This is the empowering girlfriend speech that happens in every single Marvel movie. She, It's the girlfriend affirming like the hero's self-worth it was like also and they're like in a field together in a but field like together a and like embracing <laughs> but nick fury is like three paces he's away. there he's also just there the whole time the thing about monica and like in the speech she was also like you supported me like as a pilot and as a mother but no one else would and this would be the moment when it would be like after Monica's father died mysteriously or was kidnapped, never to be seen again. <laughs> By like, the aliens. This would be the moment where it's like, there's the explanation for where Monica's father was and what happened. <laughs> they just don't. No implication of where the child came from, no implication whatsoever in all of the memories of any past relationships. But yeah, Zoe texted me yesterday, Monica's the product of F-Preg. <laughs> 
I fully believe it. Like, there's a canonical explanation for where Jack came from. Nothing for Monica. Nothing for Monica to the point when I'm like, so is it is it is it effort? Like, what happened? I know this movie is queer bait, but like, honestly, it just feels like they're following the same exact formula that every single Marvel movie has. So it doesn't like. It does feel like completely 100% that these two women are in a relationship. It does not feel like it's gay in any way. (laughs) It's a heterosexual relationship between two women. Not that like neither of them, like they both read as gay women. Yes. Like I would actually, which I rarely say, and I think that's why we wanted to do this one. They really do. They costume them both like gay women. They look like gay women. They behave like, like they felt very Brie Larson is like, here's my take. Um. Brie Larson is like, I think she's like Home Depot hot. Like, you know, it's the type of hot person you'd like see in a store and be like, ooh, they're hot. But like. Not like Lashana Lynch level. Not like Lashana Lynch level. Lashana Lynch is beautiful. But Ugh. no, I think they costumed them really yeah. well and really authentic. I loved when they, when she, in the very feminist move, when the guy was like, smile, sweetheart. Which is like, oh my God, was this movie I know this movie must have been written by a woman. It was definitely written by a woman, but also like more like, importantly by a focus group. Yeah, exactly. It's, this movie was written by Instagram infographics. No, I completely agree. It was it feels like every every sexist thing that Carol encountered was something taken directly off like a sign from the 2017 Women's March. It was a cockpit. What? <laughs> Uh, and like I know they had to make it the thing being like people are sexist to her so she's got to overcome that but it's like I just thought it was stupid she had enough to overcome there, exactly it would have been she's a much like, more interesting thing if you just left it behind it would have been a more co- tonally coherent movie and Marvel if this helps it would have been more feminist it would have been more empowering if she was just allowed to be a character without being also like a like poster for all women, for Seventeen magazine. Oh, it's so dumb, and it's so like the movie is best in the interactions between the individual actors in interesting ways. Like the the dynamic between her and Jude Law is great. Her and Matt Benning is great. The dynamic between her and Samuel Jackson's hilarious. Like that stuff works really, funny, really well. Yeah. Where I was going with this tangent was when the guy is like, smile, sweetheart. And he, she steals like the motorcycle and she's got like the leather jacket and the flannel and the hat. And I'm like, ooh. Oh no, that was fun. That was really fun. That. And sexy. dress. <laughs> yeah, no, it was cool. And I loved all of Maria's fits. I loved her little jumpsuit. Oh yeah. I loved the little like red shirt. I have a oh, shirt like yes. that. And I was like, oh girl, I have that trick too. But she just looks so... I loved I, I love the outfits in this movie. They were great. These are really well costumed. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god! And Monica too. wearing Carol's jacket. Shut up! I know. She I used know. to wear it all the time after after they thought Carol died. She's in like the big shirt. It's military propaganda. She's in yeah. the big like. But US- it's cute. <laughs> it's really cute in the big U.S. Air Force shirt, and I'm like, oh god, she's like in the dad's uniform because he's not coming home from the war. <laughs> but he has. This is the thing of like all of these separate things. The movie was good. The movie was the most impactful when it was dealing with that emotional heart. Like that was so beautiful and honestly could have been the whole movie in a lot of ways. But instead, A, had to be like girl boss movie. B, it had to be a Marvel movie. And C, they couldn't have spent a second more on it because it would have been just a little too gay. Yeah. But then like, you know, they have to go to fight the space monsters up in space. And that's when Talos, the the British scroll, is finally reunited with his wife and kid. And his like reunion with the wife and with the kid is like exactly what the reunion with. And then they cut out to Maria and Carol looking at this reunion where like they can all remember each other. And like, I, w- I will hold it was deliberate parallel. Yes, absolutely. Um, before we move on to like the ending. Um, so the thing with a cat, this isn't related to queer bait at all, but this is just a question that I've always kind of had about the movie. Is the implication that like all cats can do that or just this cat? I think just this cat. I guess it was, but it was Annette yeah. Benning's cat. She's an alien. Oh, okay. So I assume oh, she that brought makes her sense. alien cat. I always thought that it was just all cats could do that. 
but I think what we skipped was um the like goodbye and she's like okay lieutenant trouble and she's like oh. remembered her and I was like Take this care is of your so mother we and it's like makes her you know when she makes her like recolor the suit and again I'm like to the U.S. military colors, to the U.S. military colors, but it's just so sweet because I'm like, it is, yeah, gone from this like world of like this bad war and whatever, and now she's like letting her child pick. The thing is about this movie that like is good, not movie thing about uh, Carol and her relationship with with the Rambo's is that is like interesting and good. Is there's no moment where she magically gets all of her memories back. there's no moment where it's just like bam I remember everything now it's like she's she's like piecing things together she has bits and pieces but like but she knows that she loves them I know and she knows like she knows that she she does love them and that's what matters god and that she wants to keep them safe they rescue the the scrawl family and they they're there for dinner oh my god god they're there for dinner at their house and it's it's the parents it's the scroll parents and carol and maria like sitting at the table like doing the parents at a dinner party thing while the kids are like playing cards on the stairs (sighs) but yeah then um she goes to fly off at the end then she ups and leaves (laughs) i was like deadbeat behavior Um, she's literally like watch out for your mom and they're standing in the field and they're like touch it like it's so like but yeah carol deadbeat danvers is like i gotta you know do my space stuff sorry babe bye um (laughs) she sucks she sucks i like her the whole movie until the end i'm like you have no reason i know she was like badly written badly acted as she was i found her charming i found her very endearing and at the end it's like i literally she has to go and solve scroll god fuck you like God, so gay marriage was uh, wasn't legalized in Louisiana till two thousand three. So they were in like a civil partnership. <laughs> when gay marriage was legalized, do you think that like Maria like paged her and was no. like, "Can oh, you wait, sorry, can you please can you please come back to Earth? Can we please? I know we had a tasteful commitment ceremony in front of Annette Benning, our <laughs> boss, who you kind of wanted to fuck." Uh, <laughs> deadbeat behavior but can we please just get real married i think it would be an important thing for our daughter to have and carol was like no i'm sorry a- sorry i'm fighting the scrolls right now She's like i'm too busy solving space racism babe why don't you i don't know wait till the next time i come down to earth no i think Carol will never make an honest woman out of her. Like she's she's a deadbeat. I mean, like if she was down, like, I, I assume she visits to fuck. Right? <laughs> she visits to hit it because it's Lashana Lynch. She's stunning. She visits to hit and to like I don't know, like take Monica out <laughs> for like ice cream ball game or something. Yeah, and, like, and Monica, you know, Monica loved that and was always so excited to see her until she turned like four, like 13, 14. <laughs> and then it started being like, why is mom not around? <laughs> yeah, no, I think like if she flew down, Maria was like, this thing's legal. She'd be like, all right babe and like went down babe, to the- i didn't think you really bought into that whole um you know institutions of marriage stuff <laughs> carol danvers wokes her way out of having to marry her girlfriend she's like you really want to give her money to like the government babe we worked for the government i don't think they would do it until 2015 when they could get a pension out of it <laughs> She'd be like, if it'll give the kid a college fund. Oh, God. And by that point, Monica already resented her. Yeah. Which brings us to a lot a lot of very important groundwork for Carol Maria happened without either of them present in WandaVision, which Those is how are- we got thinking about the ship again. We both really shipped it when we watched it, obviously, because yeah. it's just- But it, would, it was, it, it had been a while. Yeah. But then- so in WandaVision, it's present day, and Monica is, you know, all grown up now. Um, and Maria got fridge. And Maria got fridge, Which I'm mad about, and I know it's just so Lashana I, Lynch can do. I'm so mad. Within canon, I'm very, very mad that they just fridged Maria. That I hate that. Mm-hmm. But I know it was so Lashana Lynch 
could go be in James Bond so she could be 007. I would be less mad about this whole thing if we just got the movie already. <laughs> like The movie's never coming out and will be bad. Like Both of those things are true. Then we'll all see. James Bond franchise is really just like, it's really Marvel movies for English people. Absolutely. Well, because all James Bond movies with them being like, what does it mean to be English in a dying world? And every American, like, Marvel movies are just like, what does it mean to be American with the superheroes? So yeah, they fridge Maria, which sucks, but um, Monica's all grown up and she works for not shield, sword, um, which is different, I guess, but mostly the same, ultimately the same thing. It's like shield for space, right? I guess. Yeah. Um, and she was like sent in to like solve the WandaVision plot line. But like, there's this one part when Darcy, you guys remember Darcy? Do you guys yeah, Darcy's in deep cuts. Do you guys remember Darcy Lewis? <laughs> she's like big in one division darcy lewis from thor no one wanted to write like outright self-insert fix so they would just put darcy lewis into everything um and the guy randall park from his character from ant-man another movie i think it was ant-man i think it was ant-man um, yeah they're like talking about like Avengers and like who's powerful and they're like Wanda's the most powerful and someone else was like no Captain Marvel's the most powerful and Monica's like don't talk about her. Maria's just died and she's like sad about that and I'm certain because she's gonna be in the next Captain Marvel yes. and I'm certain she's gonna be like she was sick and you were you there. never you came you, you were never came space stuff I like, called you I like can see these scenes because it's like of course they're gonna do that oh yeah then um monica develops powers by walking through the The barrier barrier the magical barrier as she's walking through she's like seeing flashbacks of carol being like your mom got lucky she had the toughest kid and it's like all of these things of like her powers being linked and it's all like, I, I don't even know what the actual dialogue is, but it's like propelled by the mommy issues. Yeah. The the actual scene itself, like you see it paralleled. Monica using her powers looks a lot like Carol using hers. Yes. And like, you know, a lot of it is Marvel does the glowy hands, glowy eyes, things for everything. Um, But also like it is deliberate because that's like, they mention it when she's getting the powers, like. That's the parallel. And like the post credit scene was a scroll being like, come up to space, essentially being like, she'll be in Captain Marvel too. Um, I think she mentions Carol. I remember her feeling like a really felt presence and like her estrangement yes. and anger at yes. Captain Marvel. Oh, but yes. also like That's- wanting to be her while also being estranged. The thing for Monica, the like big emotional tether throughout that entire series is like feeling the loss of Maria and Mm -hmm. like that's the most important thing to her and like how she connects to Wanda and like how they form that important relationship that gets them through the the series is like she's like I also lost someone incredibly important to me and she never got to see it she woke up because she was disappeared with the people in Infinity War and she woke up and Maria was just gone so she did not even have like a moment. She didn't even know what happened. She didn't even get to grieve. And because Marvel movies, it's like a big flashy show of CGI and the Department of Defense. Um, but then they've also always got the emotional, the emotional core of the movie. And for fucking sure, Captain Marvel's two's emotional core is going to be Monica and Carol like repairing that relationship and the absence of Maria being incredibly felt it's so gonna be like you weren't there you they're like three characters I'm looking on the Wikipedia who are who are confirmed to be in this movie it is Captain Marvel Monica and Miss Marvel like uh, Kamala Khan kind of hoping you were gonna say Talos (laughs) I oh god I hope Talos is in this movie I'm obsessed with Talos I like how all the scrolls are gay 
but all the scrolls like behave to me I was like they're all queens <laughs> like that's I, I I really became scroll at the beginning I was like these are stupid they look like puppets this is dumb I want it to stop by the end of the movie I was like obsessed with the so scroll. scroll obsessed with how like he made it like I was really expecting him to get fridged instead it's Carol that leaves her wife and kid yeah for no goddamn Fuck reason you, Carol Carol's like a like a bad mom like Carol sucks here's the thing Maria never moved on if she did Monica would have like had someone to call or someone in the the hospital room with her but it was just her they said the film's going to explore Danvers decision to leave earth and her position as the most powerful woman in being in the universe from the perspective of Monica Oh, her decision to, to leave? further explore Monica's relationship with Danvers that was first teased in WandaVision. Yes, God, yes, so yes, yes, yes. Oh, this is going to be so good. The mommy issues of it all. I also just like, I really hope, like she's with Rhodey in the comics, right? The thing is with the comics, everyone is with everyone at some point or another. Like um, Wanda's with Captain America at one point. I really hope they don't give her a boy. No. I really hope they continue being like it would emasculate a man far too much to be with her. We'll just keep being homoerotic about this. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's also another reason why they there wasn't like a boyfriend and it was strong female friendships instead. Because it was like with Captain Marvel, they're so feminist that they have to make Captain Marvel all about being hashtag empowering, uh, feminist girl power, all that. But they're also so sexist that like they couldn't have a man be like staying at home with a child. It's so easy to do and ultimately doesn't question anything about gender, but it's they, just but too they can't far. Do that. No, that's the point I'm trying to make of like, why I like want to just think it would be so fun to see like Matthew Good or someone playing like the pediatrician boyfriend of like Lily Reinhardt yeah like that would be so fun but they can't do that because they can't have like a man get saved by a woman like they're just they're just like the 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 boys would hate this so bad so instead it has to be like Nick Fury who's like there I just want to say I was texting this to Maj uh this the mm. pod is formally um i mean i don't want to speak for you maj but no, I'll you speak can speak for me the pod is formally against um carol and valkyrie yeah boo we don't boo. like it how dare you not only is not only is carol danvers a deadbeat in canon but brie larson's a deadbeat online for advocating <laughs> for that so mad about it she just wanted to home wreck a beautiful relationship that ended and was very tragic. I know. I'm like, Maria is waiting for you. And you would take to Twitter to hit on Tessa Thompson while she was with Janelle Monet. Had they not already broken up? No. This was while they were together. Oh, God. The, to be Tessa Thompson, you get dumped and then your girlfriend dates who is like widely considered the most beautiful woman in the world. Like yes. she's been called that. Oh, yeah. That's just gotta suck. Yeah. Fucking Fuck fumbled the bag. God. Oh, when they showed it at the Met Gala together, humiliating. Humiliating. Oh also, God, so was did dirty computer mean nothing to you? I watched that happen and I was like, love is literally dead. This this must have been like what it felt like um when Judy Collins cheated after Sweet Judy Blue Eyes. <laughs> absolutely but no i i so don't support carolyn valkyrie valkyrie's dumb it's stupid if you're listening to this and you like carol valkyrie and you're a gay woman not anymore i'm revoking (laughs) that card from you and it's also like i don't know how to tell you guys that the reason that valkyrie and thor didn't get together wasn't a bold feminist (sighs) pro-lesbian statement of marvel really wanting to represent you it was Marvel hates you, racism. but you know who they just hate black women. Ugh, it makes me so angry. It makes me so angry that everyone's like getting onto this for like the new Thor movie and acting like these fake post woke feminist takes that it like they should get him with like the Natalie Portman girl. Like, shut the fuck up. I hate Marvel movies. I hate watching them. 
the only good thing about not having a boyfriend is that I don't have to watch Marvel movies. Okay, I've, I almost forgot how we wrap these things up. We do the ratings. Yeah, how would we rate Cara Maria as a queer bait? Ten. I'd give it like a nine. I think that's fair. I'd give it a nine, like an eight or a nine. It's a great queer bait, but like it's in such a mediocre movie. That's fair. That I can't in good conscience, give it a 10. When they're in space together, I'm like, why is she not caring about her? Like you brought your human unpowered friend yeah. to space. She's almost died like 10 times. Like not once does she even spare yeah. her a thought. And that pissed me off. And a good queer bait would have milked those battle scenes for all they were worth. Like, you know what this queer bait really needed? What? This queer bait really needed like Carol being in danger. And then, like, Maria blasts through with, like, a special space gun that she found. And she was like, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> you think I can't take, you think I can't take care of myself? Or, like, it took you, took you long enough. Like, you know, a snappy one-liner to be like, oh, the human girlfriend who doesn't have superpowers still kicks butt and, like, swoops in at the, at the last second in an important but not the most important moment. No. Like, Somebody's then- got to save your ass. <laughs> Like, I know you get told this all the time. You should write for superhero movies because it's not hard. I really should because I'm really good at coming up with snappy one-liners, but nothing of substance. So how would you rank it as, as a ship? This is really hard because I want to give it a 10. There's not enough substance. But no, that's, that's not it. That's not oh, the problem. That's what I'm feeling. <laughs> yeah. How would, you, how would you rate it? I really like them together. I do feel like, there is drama. I don't feel like they built the tension between them enough. Like it almost falls into like the trap that I think of like a Lizzie Darcy trap for me. When yeah. I'm, I'm very happy you're together, but they're like, it wasn't built up or like spent on enough. Like it feels like ultimately it feels like the romantic, like which is so true. It's like the romantic B plot in a superhero Exactly. Movie. The biggest thing that makes it actual queer bait is also the biggest thing that detracts from it as an actual yeah. ship, which is like, it is written in and you're supposed to take it for granted. You are going to root for this couple because this is, this is the canon couple in the superhero movie. This is the romantic plot. This is the married couple who's together. I don't know. I feel like I personally, like, I like to see people fall in love. It can be in any way, shape or form. I'm not picky, but like, I like to see a relationship develop getting dropped in like halfway through without really seeing much of the beforehand. I think a lot of it hinges, like a lot of my opinion on this hinges on what happens in Captain Marvel 2. I agree. Because I think they'll get into more of Monica's childhood and therefore we'll see more of Carol and Maria's relationship before Captain Marvel. I really hope that. I really hope they do flashbacks or something. I'm also told, I'll give it, I'll give it a four because here's my reasoning. I'll give it a four because on Maria's side, I would give it like a nine. On Carol's side, I'm giving it a zero because fuck you. So mad at her by the end. No, I'm so mad in the narrative isn't mad at her, which makes me so upset because I think what she does in the end is like wrong. You should stay with them. You don't need to solve fucking anything. You just lost them. Evens out to a four because as great as the Maria and Monica plotline was with Carol, the Carol plotline with Maria and Monica sucks because Carol sucks. I would give it a seven. I yeah, I would give it a seven. I want to rate it higher, but I can't forgive Carol. I'm so mad. I'm. You know what this movie should have done? It's heated. You know what this movie should have done? As much as I love the big reunion, you know what they should have done? Well, Carol should, because she can't. Okay. So they take her into the intelligence at the end. And like, what if it worked? And what if it did reprogram her? And then Maria's there. And what if they, <laughs> and what if they like maybe made them fight? Like, what if they had to fight? And then, fight. Oh, and then she like, had to I like, know. I know I'm like being like, obviously this is me being like Desiel, but also like, I'm right. Like, it's such a good trope. It is. It's always if a good it, trope. If she maybe, um, how should I put it? Broke through the conditioning. Uh, people are going to come at us being like, then why don't you think Stucky's queer bait? <laughs> there's queer baiting. And then there's queer baiting when they have a canonical child. I know. It's like a new standard for me now. Are you getting queer baited by anything? Um, 
I still have to finish the gay Sherlock show. Oh my God. Yeah. I watched that. Um, that's, that's something that I went in knowing that they were going to make Watson gay and in love with Sherlock Holmes. And just every time anyone talked about Watson, they're like, he's a disease. He's a, a deviant. That one is. He's deeply evil and twisted him. and perverted. It's just like Christ almighty. It's weird. And it's also like, he's one of the like few black characters it's like i feel weird about it the a plot with the characters who are like street urchins solving magical crimes that that was fun but then watson started getting more involved and every time they would bring him up it was just like this feels bad it always feels weird they hate him so much they hate him so much all the kids hate him he's like the primary antagonist yeah. sorry spoilers the big thing that he does wrong that like everyone blames him for and it's like he's so deep and twisted and evil for is like sherlock holmes and his oc wife are both getting like sucked into a magical portal and he like can only pull one of them out and he pulls sherlock holmes out and not the oc wife and it's like well yeah she's just some random girl this is like your friend like yeah I completely am with him for like you know I would save the person I was in love with instead of their wife even that aside like they're like it's that's his like friend I guess if that's queer bait but honestly because we haven't talked about it I think the last thing I got really queer baited by was Bridgerton yeah we got queer baited by Bridgerton we could do a Bridgerton episode we really could but it's the type of thing where I'm hesitant to cover anything unless it's finished anymore. Know I, that those... I know it's going to remain queer bait, but I could see it's, I want Eloise to be gay so bad. I want her to be, I she's want her to be gay so bad. It's such like, a gay little child. I know the whole thing where she's like, I don't care for marriage. I can't care for marriage. Like I never want a man in my life. I'm just too smart and too absorbed with being. It's that Alison Bechdel comment. Oh, Alison Bechdel. And when she like, you know, confronts Penelope and she's like, I thought marriage didn't matter to us. And she's like, it doesn't matter to you. They just turn it into being like, she's just an empowered girl boss and she needs a man who can match her wits. Oh God, it makes me, I'm going to be so upset. No, oh, it sucks. And I think they will. And I hope society collapses before then. Anyway, oh, for our, our suggested pairing, watch WandaVision. All right. Bye everyone. When the next episode's coming out, who knows? Nobody will. Our sporadic update schedule is just part of our charm. Bye. (laughs)